Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Three of you have struck a bargain with your old friend Annabelle, good old X319. Running with the devil. Maybe. Time will tell, I suppose. Uh, so you guys have struck a bargain where you need to convince Alizontalus Everwinner that he needs to vanish and you need to fake his death. And essentially, uh, X319 at that point will then, uh, uh, you know, take the armor, piece of the armor of Endless Night off you guys. And then in three days time from uh, this evening, uh, so in three evenings, apparently Pyralis will appear in the middle of the Dragon District and will bestow, for doing this, if she thinks that Alizontalus is indeed dead... I uh, will bestow a uh, uh, the pieces of the armor of Endless Night onto uh, uh, X319, which, according to his plan, he's going to pop them on, and then you guys are just going to bum-rush Pyralis. It's a solid plan. And I've this... definitely heard worse plans. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, uh, I watched a lot of the 18. This is definitely one of the better plans. I'd say so. Uh, so, at this point... Uh, maybe about a half hour passes and Maxwell grumbling comes into, uh, the Mertiel Auberge. Uh, so, uh, how was your night? That was fucking bullshit. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I point to Hannibal. I'm like, what's his name? Uh, the young master. He says, uh, Hannibal. What, what do you mean? No, I, my whole name. Your Hannibal Templeton. There you go. See? Okay. We're good. He says, I was walking around on the edge of town and all I saw was black. Something jumped me. Next thing I know, I've got a hood over my head and that nasty creep is hissing about how he doesn't want me to know where he stays. Anything you can tell us, though, that you remember? Yeah, uh, it seemed to be... I, if I had to wager a guess, it's outside of town. Uh, I, I don't think he stays in town. It was quiet. I heard the sounds of nature. All right. uh, maybe running water? Maybe it's uh, down the river. 
Okay. That would make sense. Uh, um, yeah. So what exactly did he tell you? Well, uh, he jumped me and then interrogated me. I told him to burn in hell. He bragged about who he was, and I said, well, what a goddamn coincidence that was that I needed to go talk to him because the young master just had to chat with this horrible thing. At least it isn't a demon. Uh, and then uh, Fritz comes in, he goes, is it cobbler that you wanted set aside? And he goes, what? Bring me a meal. I, I need something in my gut. And Fritz kind of goes, I'll uh, get you another plate. And he sets the cobbler down. He goes, uh, appreciate it. He says, oh, we, oui, sir. He says, anyway, where was I? Uh, yeah, I, I tell him that uh, it's a coincidence that, you know, you guys wanted to chat with him anyway. And uh, the thing laughed and said, well, I'll be back. And uh, he was off. And then did he let you, when he let you go, did he say anything? Uh, yeah, he came back and said that uh, uh, the the negotiations were successful and I get to live. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Um, I, I mean, uh, how much of the details do you want to know? Well, I mean, I added one other thing, but I don't think it really bothered it too much. Huh? Well, I told him that uh, the next time I saw him, I slit its throat. And then it laughed and grabbed me by the shoulders and flew me somewhere real fast all right yeah i don't know that you're necessarily going to get the chance to do that by the way what were the terms of the negotiation young master um well we sort of teamed up i'll be a son of a bitch yeah i don't like it particularly but the alternative was far worse well fill me in while i eat dinner you guys All are right, just we've... filling in on everything. Yep. Yeah. Maxwell and, and yeah. the stuff with uh, the Citrine Fall House. <laughs> he's just shaking his head. And he's like, "Yeah, he couldn't leave well enough alone. Just had to go in there, huh?" Uh, I pour some money down in front of his plate, and I'm like, "Look at this shit! Look at this shit! We're rich." Well, I stand corrected, young master. Uh, you've gotten what you wanted out of this city. Uh, uh, now we just need to kill demons, right? Yeah. Now we need to kill demons and Pyralis and head back to Obsidian Town and, and run that bitch. Oh, no. That's music to my ears. Uh, he looks at you, Thelonious, and he uh, he says, yeah, I'm uh, kind of with you, Thelonious. I, uh, this uh, puts an awful feeling in my gut. But, uh, well, look on the plus side. Uh, as soon as Pyralis is dead, you can jump him. We'll see if we get a chance. Well, I mean, so long as Pyralis is dead, you should get the opportunity. And if he makes good on his bargain and leaves the city, well, you know, I mean, doesn't make me feel great, but better that than uh, having to deal with the fallout, right? Yeah. Hopefully we can get my brother back before then, too, though. Oh, now you're concerned. Eh, it goes back and forth. Isn't that, isn't that how siblings work, you know? Uh, but Alice, is that how it works? <laughs> I don't know how your house was. That's not, uh, that's not how we did things. Yeah, my whole family's dead. I don't even really know. Maxwell looks at Thelonious. He goes, my brother, uh, half brother, uh, bit of a stick, a bit of a stick in the ass. Yeah, I'm with you, Thelonious. It goes, it, it comes and goes. 
I give him a little wink and I'll take a swig of whatever it is I've been drinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, the blueberry wine. Uh, uh, Felix, oh, the blueberry wine's back? Uh, uh, Fritz was able uh, to uh, uh, go buy a bunch at the uh, Red Gorgon Saloon because you guys gave him all that money. Because I'd hope so. We gave him so much goddamn money. Yeah, <laughs> you gave him a lot, yeah. Nice. Uh, Fritz comes in with another bottle of wine. He goes, I hope you enjoy the blueberry cobbler. Is uh, there so any a... alcohol in the cobbler? Is there any blueberry wine in the cobbler? Was it a little extra thing you added? It's a burial family secret. I hope you won't tell anyone. And he does a little wink that's super <laughs> obvious, and he goes into the kitchen. Nice. Uh, you're not sure how much, you know, is actually in there and didn't get cooked out, but regardless, look, it's a good cobbler. Uh, however, Maxwell looks to the three of you, and uh, he says, well, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the only thing I'm really concerned about is that if there's demonic activity, that it's taken care of. I almost wonder yeah. if you guys shouldn't head down to the shipping district and see if you can, uh, uh, you know, bust some heads. We got three days. <clears throat> yeah, it's not a terrible idea. Um... I think maybe we talk to everyone or maybe first thing in the morning and from there go to the shipping district. Well, I think we should talk to the either the governor or Orvolt or Goldbeard about what happened. Do we need to at this point, though? They're going to wonder when, quote unquote, Verna doesn't show up. Maxwell looks to you guys and he says, uh, maybe this is me being a little unscrupulous. I hope you don't mind if I uh, put my two cents in. No, go right ahead. He says, well, uh, if you need to fake the death of a high-ranking person in the city, uh, maybe you don't want to be the one to tell them that, you know, the counselor's dead. Uh, I think I'm with Thelonious here. If, if her house caught on fire and pieces of her, you know, burned up or found in the backyard, then, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think they can put two and two together, right? And nobody saw us. If you don't think anyone saw you at the scene of the crime, uh, as the case may be, and he looks at the pile of money that you guys have and all the magic items you've looted, and he goes, well, it just seems to me that, uh, you know, if they come a-knocking and want your input, well, then at that point you can chat with them. But until then, uh, you know, maybe uh, focus on the tasks at hand. Yeah. Okay. I'm... You know, I mean, I'm a little bit more short-sighted. I'm, if, if you guys told me that you wanted to just, you know, knock out the demon worshippers in the city and then, you know, just leave, uh, I'd have been night before that. Uh, I don't really care to get involved with the uh, principal and uh, dragon people and uh, liches? Yeah, it's a lich. She's a lich. As far as I'm concerned, uh, I got 99 problems, but a lich ain't one. Ah, drink to that. God. How long have you been waiting to use that joke? Oh, God, years. I, boy. Excuse me. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe we, I mean, what would be the point at this of telling the other two? I don't think there's any point. You guys have solved the mystery at this point. Now it's just dealing with the fallout, right? Yeah. I guess so. And there's really not much they can even do to help us either. In fact, if anything, they're they're governors of different districts. They're just gonna be they're gonna throw us into the politics of it all. It's gonna be even more work. 
There's a good chance of that, I think, my friend. Uh, Counselor, that was the word. Counselor, yeah. Uh, Maxwell takes a uh, swig of wine, downs it, and he says, I'm uh, still in a mighty bad mood because I uh, would rather kill the guy you teamed up with, so I think I'm going to head to bed. Uh, if you need me, give a knock on the door if I haven't passed out. And he hobbles uh, on his cane uh, up the stairs. All right. Um... Look, I need a rest too. It's nighttime. Yeah. Do you guys want to head to bed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys yawn and uh, get yourselves ready for bed. Uh, Fritz uh, uh, cleans up the, the the late dinner, the late second dinner and dessert that uh, Maxwell had. And uh, you hear him mumbling to himself as you walk by the kitchen. He goes, oh, he must have been hungry tonight. Uh, and, uh, you guys head to your rooms and you guys go to bed. I four hours pass and, uh, Alice, you are up. You've tranced for the four hours. Is there anything you'd like to do while you're waiting on your friends, uh, to get their butts up? Uh, they went to bed fairly early, so you think they'll likely, you know, not be too long, but, uh, you probably have almost four hours. I'm going to do something really stupid and try to return the cart very sneakily. <laughs> Stealth check, if you please. All right. Uh, you're under uh, cover right. of night. I uh, Go ahead and take advantage. Ooh. First one was better. 25. With the 25, you creep the cart down the road. And you don't really see many people on the street, though. Uh, as you get closer to the Citrine Fall Estate... You see that there are a lot of guards around. It looks like they have been stationed at the Citrine Fall Estate. You see them patrolling around. It looks like uh, lights are on in the houses uh, on either side. You think that a full-blown investigation has been done on this area. Uh, it is super late into the uh, night, early in the morning. So you don't think that it's much is going on besides from patrols right now. Uh, but at this point, if you would like to get closer, you'll have to roll stealth again, or you could just sort of drop it down the road from the place. What would you prefer? Um, but so the, the guards aren't like standing at the house that we need to go to. They're just kind of going back and forth. Uh, they're going back and forth. Uh, they're certainly not in front of the house that you need to drop this card off at. Uh, though, of course, not far away is a place where they are standing around. There's quite a few guards just, you know, on details guarding the, uh, it sounds odd to be guarding smoldering wreckage, but it's a crime scene that might involve a counselor. So it's a big deal right now. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get the cart to the, to the house. Stealth check, if you please. Please be good. You've no longer had uh, a advantage. Uh, because of the, there being more guards around, but it's late at night, so you don't have disadvantage. Okay, 24. You skirt through the shadows, and you drop the card off about where you think that you left it, and you don't think any of the guards have noticed you. At this point, you no longer have a cart that is super obvious, and you think you're pretty much home free, just about. One more stealth check with advantage. Natural 20. Holy shit, they got a 19 on the dice. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. 
Uh, I still thought you were boned. Uh, you creep off, and despite the fact that a guard holds up a lantern, uh, just as you duck into some shadows and some bushes, and they, the lantern goes by, and they look around, and they go, ah, must have been my imagination, and walk off. And then you tiptoe back to the Mertiel Albert. Well done. Mark Pondin. <laughs> the card is gone, and it's been returned back, uh, and so... You think that uh, uh, you're likely uh, in the clear as far as anything from the crime scene goes. You know, unless you want to count the Supreme Fall family treasure sitting in your living room. Yeah, you know. It's fine. It's not, it's not like they're monogrammed, so we're good. <laughs> Is Did that the Supreme Fall family uh, trident of fish command? <laughs> No, 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 no. This is uh, the Pendlegrass Trident of Fish Command. Totally different thing. Oh, okay. Good, Wait, good. Uh, yeah. and he's a dick, so it's cool that we stole that. That guy is a dick. So, uh, you got uh, you get back to the uh, Maritiel Albert. You relax for a bit. Uh, another maybe hour goes by, and uh, uh, yeah, maybe even a couple hours. Is there anything else you wanted to do, Alice? Uh, or are you just waiting on your friends? I think at this point, I'll just wait for them to to get up. The sun rises, it's dawn, and you guys know that you have a few days left, uh, uh, like, you know, less than three days now, uh, like, you know, what would that be, uh, two and a half days, essentially, to uh, uh, get this done and take care of anything else that you might want to do. The sun rises, and just as you guys are about to sit down to breakfast, there is a knock at the front door. Of course there is. Can't have, we can't have one meal in peace. In this can't place. we just leave it? Uh, Fritz uh, goes to get the door unless you want to stop him. No. No, just have him go. Go ahead. The door opens, and uh, uh, a few moments later, your friend, uh, uh, Orval Stonepike, walks into the room, takes off his hat. And he says, uh, Hannibal, uh, Thelonious, uh, Alice, I'm afraid I have a bit of bad news. And he takes off his wide-brimmed hat. His bald head is kind of sweaty. It looks like he didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, come on. Well, uh, you might have saw there was a fire nearby. I'm afraid I have a bit of bad news. Uh, your employer uh, has gone missing missing like missing missing or like missing in the fire missing well uh the odd thing is is we did find uh the remnants of body parts uh we have uh, uh called upon uh our uh you know priest uh the good mr goldbeard to uh, see if he can't figure out whose body it might be, but we're expecting it's Verna's body. Uh, he'll be casting some magic, I guess, to see if he can't figure that out. Uh, but uh, it seems that she must have died either... Well, I don't think she died in the fire. I think she died beforehand because a few pieces of her were outside. Uh, it seems like it might be the culprit behind everything that got a hold of her oh. what do you what do you think started the fire well, i'm afraid i can't tell uh it seems like the fire 
started at a crazy pace, almost like the whole thing lit on fire at once. I can't really tell where it quite started at. Uh, seems like it just, the whole building burst into flames. Nobody saw what happened? Uh, no, uh, not we've yet to have any witnesses come forth, though uh, you were in the neighborhood. Did you three happen to see anything? I messaged just- Hannibal, and I'm like, do you want to? Do you want to say something? I feel like now's now. Uh, we definitely saw the fire burning. Yeah, we saw the smoke. I see. Yeah, it was it was a pretty big fire. It was luckily contained pretty quick. Uh, the the sector has quite a lot of guards. Uh, odd that there weren't guards by Miss Citrine Falls place. Uh, I shall have to talk to Mister Pendlegrass about that. Uh, but regardless, uh, uh, if you didn't see anything, I wanted to let you know. Uh, I mean, we can take a look through uh, paperwork at uh, the, you know, government building, but uh, the three of you might be out of a job. Uh, well, we, we we think we'll still stick around for a little while, and, um, you know, it feels like it feels like we should see this through to the end. It feels, yeah, it feels like we should see this through. He nods. He says, "I don't know that I've ever met, uh, you know." investigators as uh, noble as the three of you that is for sure and he t- uh, nods his head to you and puts his hat back on he says well uh, i know you weren't close friends with her but uh i certainly wanted to to let you guys know i uh, the door to the kitchen slowly opens and fritz looks visibly upset he says see counselor mr treenfall has passed away he says, oh, I'm afraid you to say so. Yes, it seems like she has passed away. Uh, one of you guys roll a d20 for me. Uh, let's say uh, uh, Alice rolls it. 19. Fritz merely says, oh, that is such a shame. And he shakes his head and looks pretty upset about it. And uh, I, he nods, uh, Orvalt does, and he says, well, uh, uh, Mr. Baril, if uh, you happen to have seen anything, or if you talk to neighbors that have, uh, you certainly uh, just let any of us know in the town guard, and we'll make sure to make note of it. And Fritz nods, and uh, Orvalt asks the three of you, is there uh, anything else uh, that I might be able to assist with before I leave? Actually, there is one thing. If When you're looking through uh, papers about our employment, if you find anything, can you let us know? I'll, uh, I'll have a, uh, one of my, well, I'll have one of the bureaucrats take a look uh, through uh, her office. Uh, uh, I'll get one of them on it. Uh, governor's not going to be too thrilled about this. I've been uh, dreading having this conversation, so I thought I'd just talk to you before I met with him. Yep, well, good luck. He says, uh, yep, I don't know that the uh, governor's going to, feel like retiring with everything happening in this city, but uh, maybe he'll go through with it anyway. He says, three of you, uh, take care, and uh, let me know if you need anything. Yep, thank you so much. Or vote, please. Oh, yeah? I was going to say, can we roll insight on uh, Fritz? Fritz? You can. Six. (laughs) Fifteen. Seven. With a six and a seven, he seems upset. Uh, with a 15, 
the Barriel family has been attached to the Citrinefall family for some time. You don't think that he was, like, close friends with her, but, you know, he just found out, like, an acquaintance of the family died. He's And he's kind of a seemingly emotional guy anyway. And as soon as Orvalt leaves, he goes, And she was just here for dinner the other day. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that dice roll was to see if he would say that while Orvalt was around and would then ask questions. Uh, Fritz goes into the kitchen and uh, doesn't seem quite like himself. You think that he's, you know, not taking this especially well. He's getting a little, uh, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily teary-eyed, but he's definitely uh, upset. Uh, a little bit later, Maxwell comes down. And uh, you fill him in, I imagine, the about Orvalt. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> oh, you sure dodged a bullet on that one. Dodged yeah, you're not kidding. A couple things. Uh, yeah. So, guys, what's the plan for this morning here? We're going to go talk to uh, Alizonilis, kind of get the ball rolling on that, and then uh, head down to the, uh, head to the docks. Yeah, I think so. Alice? Right. I'm, I'm I'm in. All right. You ready to do this? You good? I'm good. Do we want Maxwell to keep an eye on the docks, and then we'll meet up with him? I think Maxwell's had a, had a very busy <laughs> couple days. Maybe we'll just let him rest. Maxwell looks to you and says, Young Master, you know I can handle just about anything. Uh, but I got to say, the feeling of flying uh, makes me kind of want to throw up. I think I'll stick around here and keep an eye on uh, uh, our uh, good old friend uh, Fritz here. Yeah, you should give him a big hug. Maybe pat his head a little bit. He seems kind of upset. It's not normally my style, but uh, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Maybe a little kiss on the cheek to don't let him know everything's okay. Are you, what are you writing fan fiction? What are you doing? <laughs> All those, feel... all those times that uh, Maxwell was guarding uh, Fritz, it just sparked romance. <laughs> Let's see, did that happen? Oh, hey, it didn't. <laughs> oh, Wait, got to roll for the other's feelings? No, sorry. <laughs> I was like 10% rooting for that. I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't have been opposed. They're, they'd be a cute couple, but uh, uh, Maxwell has revenge on the mind, and uh, Fritz has... Blueberries on the mind? <laughs> Good enough. Uh, we all got our things. So Maxwell lets you know that if you do end up needing him, uh, you can you know certainly come back. Uh, he's going to keep an eye on things. Uh, he asks if I... And this is also partially because I want to remember. Where is the piece of the armor of Endless Night currently? Is that in... One of your bags, or is that something that I, uh, uh, you're hiding here? I'm pretty sure Thelonious has it in his bag. Yeah, correct. We gave it to him so he could go invisible if we needed to. That's right. Okay, thank you. Uh, I was curious about that. Uh, so yeah, I uh, Maxwell uh, says that it's likely safer with you guys than it would be hidden here, even if it was hidden well. Uh, and uh, yeah, he he says. Godspeed and uh, uh, wishes you well in your uh, converse, uh, conversations with the uh, principal. Great. All right. Uh, this will be Are we fun. ready to go? Sure. And nope. I go and uh, grab some of the some of the good stuff I had Fritz pick up and take a swig. 
and you fill up your uh, flask or take the whole bottle, whatever you prefer. And Let's fill up the flask. You fill up that flask with, uh, was it uh, anything specific? Was it like a uh, uh, fancy? I wanted whiskey? something with a bite. I wanted like the something with the most bite he could find. Uh, yeah, so you, uh, the bottle he got for you is like a super high proof. Like, uh, uh, almost like the equivalent of like an Everclear, like a, just like a super, super potent alcohol. That's not really great going down, but man, it definitely, uh, gets you. Perfect. Moonshine? Basically. Yeah. It'd be the equivalent of like moonshine, essentially. Uh, hopefully you don't go blind. (laughs) Gonna have to make a constitution save every time you take a sip from the flask. So the three of you are heading to the, uh, collegiate district. Yeah. Yep. So early in the morning, you guys head uh, across town, and by early to mid morning, uh, you guys find yourselves at the uh, uh, Rayburn Falls uh, Magic Academy. Would you like to head to the tower where his office is? Do you want to talk to K-Ball Cuthuddle first? Uh, do you want to go talk to Madam Wendy first? What would you like to do? Let's not talk to Madam Wendy. Let's... No. Let's just go chat with Alice Onless and get this done. How about... We, what we, if we, you we, guys we, start... What if you guys start the conversation, ease him into the idea, and then I'll come in? All right. Well, you better come in then. I will come in. So, you guys, uh, roll me a d20, Alice. Natural 20. Son of a bitch. I was so hoping for that natural one. You uh, get to the uh, office, and Alizantelis is in his office. Uh, Seems to be doing some kind of paperwork, uh, but is not in the hall and doesn't just abruptly see you. Uh, I knock on the door. Hannibal, you knock on the door, and... With that natural 20, uh, he's certainly available. Elizontalus, uh, you hear his soft voice say, uh, come in. Uh, Mr. Everwinter, how are you? Oh, uh, quite well. Uh, Mr. Demonbreaker and uh, uh, Thelonious, uh, Hannibal and Thelonious, is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's us. Yes, yeah. it's been uh, some days since uh, we last spoke. Uh, uh, how can I be of assistance? Well, we uh, <laughs> got... We get a bit of a situation. Uh, well, if I can help you, I mean, I, well, I certainly want to be of assistance to uh, people in the uh, employ of the city. No, we're, but we're definitely going to need your help. Yeah. Now, before we get into the situation itself, we have another situation that's about to resolve itself. And it's a little sensitive. So we're just going to kind of ease you into it a bit here. Uh, and we need you to maintain an open mind because there's a good explanation for all of this and th- there's a lot riding on this and you just kind of got to go with it for right now please uh he rolls insight i uh, and yeah you're you're being pretty pretty authentic with him you're you're being pretty open and uh uh he kind of nods and uh seems a little on edge just for the fact that you're like prepping him for the worst and uh uh he says well, sure, uh, I, I can do my best. I'll, I'll endeavor. What, what seems to be the problem? Uh, you might. Are, are you sitting down? Uh, he uh, had stood up to get the door for you guys, I'll, I'll say. Uh, so he sits down in his chair. 
Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, you know your son? Uh, yes. Uh, what about him? And you know, we, we know there is an accident. And we know that he was with somebody at the time of the accident. Let's just say neither of them are in the state in which you think they are. I have spent many years under the assumption that my son and his friend have died, perished in an accident. I do hope that you start explaining yourself soon, Mr. Hannibal. I don't take myself for someone who gets upset easy, but this is rather concerning. No, I understand. And it and it's and it's gonna get a little upsetting. And it's certainly understandable. But you kinda gotta roll with it. Trust me on this. Uh why, why don't you come on in? I I walk in and I look at him and I say, Mr. Everwinner. Alice. Alice Alsanila. You're alive. I am. I I survived. Then that gives me hope for my son. He slowly looks over at Hannibal and Thelonious, and he says, You two brought me one of my pupils I thought dead, and have given me hope that my son still lives. Why? Well, that's part of it. Technically, your son is still alive. The bad part is, he's kind of a part demon now. Roll insight, all three of you. God, my insight rolls are the worst. Four. Twelve. I haven't had an insight roll over six, ever. (laughs) (laughs) Hannibal, a very bewildered expression is on his face. You can't quite tell much aside from that. Thelonious, I... You think that he is becoming angry. Alice, you think that it is likely denial that he is rooting himself into as a upset and angry expression crosses his face. You don't know know that he wants to believe that his son could be part demon. You're aware, your friends told you that Alizontalus Everwinter has had, has run afoul of demon kind in the past, and you think that this is about the worst possible thing that you could tell him. That his son might be alive, but is a half demon. Or part demon. Become demon. So, I, we start telling him the story, I would say, of when we ran into him. Down at the, uh, that's the laboratory, wasn't it? Well, I, 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 at this point. Maybe we should let him digest. Yeah, so uh, here's the thing. Uh, Unlike with somebody like Maxwell, where you can just be like, oh, we're just going to tell him everything. In this case, how you tell him is sort of the most important thing. So he is sitting down and he stands up. And Alice, you can tell that he's upset. Uh, 
And so, Alice, what would you like to do, if anything, first? Um, I would like just, uh, I'm going to say, you know, I know you're upset. This must be very hard to hear, especially after just get it, having your hopes raised. But it is the truth. And I'll tell you anything you want to know. Persuasion check. Is 15. With a 15, I. He is honestly a little more upset. You try to say it as calm as possible, and you guys feel like Alice is, is being pretty good about this so far. Uh, but Alizontalus sort of snaps. He says, You're damn right, you'll tell me what I need to know. What happened to my son? Who's taking the next? Uh, one? Not me. I'm out. <laughs> I'll, I'll continue, and I'll start explaining that we were in the city. We're doing this investigation, and at one point we ran into him and kind of explain. Basically what Aldaria told me about how he survived and where he ended up after the accident. Persuasion again. That's better. 22. With a 22, I... Everyone roll insight. Natural 20. 18. Wow. There you go. One. Oh, first of the day, yeah. Personal recording session. I, uh, you can't read him. Uh, his expression is a blank slate that you cannot gaze into. I, uh, with an eighteen, Hannibal, he his anger fades and he looks upset again. With a natural twenty. Alice, you think that all of that rage that was building now is directed inward at himself uh, as he realizes that his own magic, a portal to the, you know, infinite layers of the abyss, is what was triggered and sent his son into the, you know, the realm of Pax Moradon, where he has become a cambion, a, a demonic, you know, influenced being. A, a you know person who has become like half demon essentially and he doesn't really say anything he just sort of looks down and is immensely upset at himself you think he's still not in a great feeling great about the whole situation but he's certainly very mad at himself i uh, alice had just finished talking Hannibal, you have first dibs if you want to uh, say anything at this point. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> he's also aligned himself with uh, somebody who I hate, a uh, guy named Murdoch, who is trying to bring forth demons. And I don't really know exactly what his end goal is yet, but um, we're going to have to deal with that at some point. 
and I, and I know this is a lot to process. I know you got to take all this in and it's, we're dumping a lot in your lap, but we actually believe it or not in far, in terms of the city, we have a slightly more pressing matter that requires you as well. So I'm going to let you kind of simmer on what you're doing right now. And then when you're ready, we'll talk the next big thing. He sighs. And after a moment, Alizontalus looks up and he says, to be perfectly honest with you, larger problems, if they don't involve my son, are of very little consequence to me now. If he has become a demon, it is my familial responsibility to take care of that. And if there is someone that he has aligned himself with who is trying to bring demons into this world, then it is potentially my responsibility to end them as well. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that's actually what we're kind of about to go do next. Uh, and we could certainly use your help doing that. Uh, and we would absolutely, we will do everything we can to help you in getting your son back and, and killing Murdoch, because I hate that, that son of a bitch. Um, but after that, after we take care of this, we kind of got to deal with this larger issue in the city that's threatening basically everything, uh, including, you know, the, the governor, uh, all the counselors, we got a big thing we got to deal with. We're going to help you. We're going to help you with the demon situation because you're going to, we're all going to get together. We're going to lick this demon situation and get your son back if we can. And then we got to deal with the other thing. And I, and, and we I just want to make sure you know that we're going to be there to help you. Is there any chance you could help us out after that? Persuasion. That is a 16. With a 16, he once again sighs, and he says, Very well. I will assist you with this other matter if you will indeed take me to where you think that this Murdoch and my son are. Yeah, we got to figure that part out, but as soon as we do... We will absolutely take you with us. Oh, no. You don't understand. Why don't we just take him with now? That's yeah, he can go with going. us right now. That's where yeah, we're yeah. after this. Wherever That's you fine. think he might be, we will turn this city inside out. If I have to bring down the heavens to do this, I will. All right. You know what? I like the sound of that. I, I like that that idea, bringing down the heavens and killing is, Murdoch. I, I don't... Honestly, I don't even really care what the other thing is. Sure, I'll if we can... If we can do this, then I will certainly take care of that other thing. All right. Now, um, should we let him know now? Well, I wanted to oh. ask a question that was related. Okay. So, Master Everwinter, do you know of any power you possess that someone might be interested in in taking for themselves? Power? I mean... Any of my powers would require years of study. Uh, but if that's what you're referring to, uh, yes, I, I have a 
very powerful spell that I have crafted myself. Uh, it is my magnum opus. And, and what's that? Demonic Armageddon. It is a spell that annihilates anything demon. That would be my most powerful spell. So let's say let's say somebody theoretically could eat you and absorb your powers. Would they be able to use that spell? Do you think? I never heard of such an ability, but if an ability exists, then well, I guess if you're speaking of things that I do not understand and frankly at this point I do not care about. It's fair. Okay. Well, we have it we have an idea of what the power what power he wanted. I think that's as far as we need to to question this. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, uh, we should probably head out. (laughs) So let's fill him in on what we know so far with the demons, with the docks and Pendlegrass and Longinus and all that stuff. So. So if I understand this correctly. The counselor who went missing, Flacky Marazan, owned a. Uh, black market that was tied to Longinus Payne and Hank Pendlegrass, the counselors, and they were bringing in people that you believe might be sacrifices for their demonic rituals to kind of lay low in the city and do their nasty business. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the gist of it. And you presume that they are indeed in the shipping district. Well, that's where we saw. That's the last we saw evidence of them. Yeah, we saw a bunch of half orcs all around. What race they are do not matter to me. I do not prejudice in my destruction. And the half orcs were for something else anyway. Yeah, they they were uh, for the cult of the Dark Star. Oh, never mind. Sorry. (laughs) It's late. It's late. <laughs> Elizantala says the day has just begun. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, do you have any ideas on where you think any other ideas other than the shipping district we could check out? Why don't we go to where Longinus Payne resides within the shipping district? He must have a place of business. We'll go and attack there first. Attack? Well, well, well you, before, you, just wanna, you just want to come guns hot, huh? I like this guy now. But you do not seem to understand, Hannibal and Alice. This is revenge. This is redemption. I will make the world right. If my I son agree. has turned to demon kind, then I will destroy anyone who has thrown their lot in with demons, and I will destroy anyone who stands in my way. I, I agree with that. However, let's not destroy evidence that's going to lead us to the next step. So maybe we proceed with a little bit of caution to make sure we find your son and Murdoch because we don't know where they specifically are yet. Persuasion check. That makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, but you don't know that he's in the mood for a whole lot of sense. Uh, That is a 24. I will endeavor to target my destruction very carefully. Okay. 
But yeah, definitely destruction. I'm totally cool with destruction, but let's maybe pinpoint it. Very well. It'll be su su surgical. Surgical destruction. He nods and he says, yes, very well. To the shipping district. To the shipping district. He says, <laughs> he says, let me uh, speak with uh, the counselor, K-Ball Cafuddle. Oh, yeah. I like that guy. I he... don't really. We don't really like that guy. <laughs> he goes down the hall and he's going to go up the stairs. Do you guys want to follow him? I want to come with. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going to follow, but I'm not going to go in the room. I'm gonna, I want to hang out and listen. Elisantilis gets to the door to K-Ball's office and gives a soft knock. K-Ball answers. He says, uh, yes, come in, come in. And he opens up the door. He says, Counselor Kaf uh, uh, or uh, not K-Ball, Kafuddle. What the hell am I thinking? Uh, it's, uh, uh... Uh, oh, freedom Pete. Yeah, Freedom Pete. What the hell am I thinking? I'm way in the past. Uh, he says that he needs to talk to Kibo Freedom Peak. Goes up the stairs, knocks on Freedom Peak's office. Freedom Peak uh, lets him in. Sorry about that. It's apparently late. Uh, and uh, uh, Alice Antilis opens the door and he says, uh, Counselor Freedom Peak, I have something important to tell you. And he says, well, of course. Yeah, how can I help you? He says, I'm putting in my resignation, effective immediately. And he says, what? What What do you mean? We, uh, what, I mean, you know, we, we at least need a, uh, like a month or so. Like, uh, can you give me a month? Can you give me a few weeks? He says, uh, no, I'm afraid the destruction I'll be bringing upon my enemies happens quite a bit swifter than a month or a few weeks away. And he goes, what? And Elizontalus softly shuts the door. And from the other side of the door, you hear, what? And Elizontalus looks to the three of you and he says, to the shipping district, correct? Yeah, let's go. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, we'll be going there very quickly. He casts the flight spell on all four of you. And he says, we're going now. All right. Should I okay. hang on to you? He says, the flight spell has been casted upon all of us. You guys now have the ability to fly. Oh, oh. boy. Okay. Uh, to the shipping district. He says, now, do fly low to the ground if I start taking damage. It's uh, something I must concentrate on. No problem. We'll, we'll absorb some shots for you. He says, that's a good idea. Yeah. And you, he walks outside of the tower just in time for uh, uh, your friend Kibo Freedom Peak to be like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, you know, we, we, you know, principal, this, I, I don't understand quite what's going on. And then he sees the three of you and he goes, what, the three of you are behind this? And he says, goodbye. And he just phew, takes off into the air. Gotta go. I follow. I don't know how to fly, so let's uh, let's let's just try our best here. I flick off Freedom Peak, and then I take off. <laughs> and uh, Hannibal, you're the last one behind as you're kind of getting your bearings straight, and uh, the the uh, counselor Freedom Peak is like, what? What? Yeah, we owned your ass, buddy. Time to go. <laughs> and you take off, and the four of you fly through the air. And find yourselves very quickly across the river and landing on the docks 
uh, where you guys aren't stealthy. A whole bunch of people are like, what the hell is that? Another dock worker's like, oh, I ain't drinking no more before my shifts. And uh, you guys are on the docks, and a whole bunch of people are just flabbergasted that you just landed, like, basically four supermen. All right, so, guys, do we want to just bellow for Longinus and uh, kick ass and take names later? Let's start looking for Longinus. All right. He, uh, uh, Antilus, uh, looks to the three of you and he says, uh, this was the dock where you found the shipping container with people inside, right? That is correct. He drops the flight spell and he walks up to the, uh, uh, first container. He casts a spell on himself, grabs the door to the shipping container and wrenches it off and sends it flying. Are there slaves inside? Roll a d20 for me. Uh, Hannibal, since you're the one who asked. Seven. With a seven, this container does not have slaves in it. You look inside and it seems like it's, you know, actually it seems like it's stuff being put inside of it to ship off somewhere else. All right. Uh, He walks onto the dock. He says, well, some of the containers on the dock, I think, will uh, potentially be something we can take a look into. Uh, Start opening them. All right, let's start cracking these okay. open. Uh, all of you have an option. Uh, you can crowbar them open. You can pick the locks if you have them. Or you can be like Elizontalus and cast a strength spell on yourself and just rend them off with your bare hands. I'm going to start with a crowbar. Because you know what? That's how I roll. Go ahead and make me a uh, strength check with advantage because you have the crowbar. Uh, and then uh, uh, if you guys are picking locks, go ahead and uh, make those uh, uh, thieves tools checks. Yeah, I have a crowbar too, so can I have advantage as well? Uh, yeah, so you would have a, uh advantage on a strength check. It'll be a little bit of a tougher roll than picking the locks, uh, but you can do that instead if you'd prefer. Uh, 23 on the... Let's go one at a time. Hannibal, what'd you get? 13. I'm sorry, what's that? 13. 13. Uh, with a 13, uh, you start prying at the door. You can't quite get it yet. Uh, oh, Alex... Uh, 23 on the lock pick. Uh, 23, you pick open uh, uh, one of the doors. Go ahead and roll me a d20. Uh, 16. With a 16, there are no slaves inside this one. Uh, Hannah, or uh, Thelonious, what about you? 21 with the crowbar. Yeah, you pop open one of the doors. Roll me a d20. 16. With a 16, uh, let's see. There is not. Elizontalus uh, rends off one of the uh, container doors and he stares inside for a moment and he calls you guys over. All right, we head over there. You guys get to the container and there are indeed slaves. They don't seem to be the same ones as before. Elizontalus... Uh, looks to the three of you, and he says, open up their chains. Ask if there's anything that they know. Okay, Okay. so let's open up their chains. As you guys start picking the locks, you guys hear a familiar voice. It sounds like the foreman that you guys had been dealing with the uh, day before has run out, and he's like, what the hell do you guys think you're doing? 
This ain't your property and this ain't your business. Get your boss. You walk out and say that. Uh, Alizontalis says, you are in the employ of Longinus Payne. And he says, yeah, what of it? You know that he's the one who runs this place, right? And he says, where does your boss reside? And he says, what if I ain't going to tell you? Alizontalis holds his finger up. And the foreman does not pass his constitution save. He gets hit with the disintegrate spell and turns to dust. Oh, shit. The two goons sort of look at the pile of dust and look back at Alizontalis, who then says, I suggest you start speaking very quickly. And holds up his finger to the two of them. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.